When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. Taylor Swift was there, Pony. We'll get your thoughts in a second. I don't know if you've heard. She's a big star. Chiefs win. Do not cover. Zach Wilson plays well. One big mistake. Very controversial call on Sauce Gardner. Chiefs prevail. I think Robert Sala uh, was going to have an aneurysm on the sideline over that Sauce Gardner call. I wanted to see Zach. I wanted to see the Chiefs kick a field goal and Zach Wilson get a shot at redemption down six. I feel like we were robbed at the end of the game. I don't even think they should have been in position to run out the clock because on that third and 22 run, I thought there was a pretty obvious offensive holding penalty that happened on that play that they just blatantly missed. Uh, so Salah's got a right to be pissed off. There are no moral victories. Coaches will say that, but I think the Jets have to love what they saw in this game. Uh, I know they're one in three. At at 17 to nothing, I thought we were going to tape this podcast early. Did you think we were going to have to watch three hours of football tonight? I didn't. I thought it was going to be a laugher, a non-competitive game, similar to what we saw last week when you were in Kansas City to watch the Bears play the Chiefs. And then what ended up happening tonight instead was that Zach Wilson outplayed Patrick Mahomes. Which did anybody have that on their football bingo card for this no. Sunday? No, that was I mean Mahomes had some very uncharacteristic underthrown interceptions that he he like he clearly on the one that he was trying to loft down to the right sideline, he just said to himself, throw the effing ball. Like he didn't put anything on that ball. Super weird. But then at the end of the game, running down the field, you know what I mean? Just doing what needs to be done, converting. Yeah, you said there could have been a holding there. Fine. But converting third and 20 plus with your legs when you're not Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields, it's pretty ballsy stuff. Pacheco was awesome. Um, no, I'm listen, I, I watched the Chiefs defense kick the crap out of the Bears and be a top 10 defense in the NFL. They were the sixth ranked DVOA defense. Coming into the game, I did not expect Zach Wilson to be able to move the ball on multiple drives. So doing that against that defense, even though they were at home, I thought very impressive uh, by the Jets overall. I mean, one and three in a tough AFC might not be enough to overcome, but Rodgers told the sideline reporter before the game he expects to play football this year. And I know that like people get annoyed when the broadcast like talks about celebrities or Aaron Rodgers and like people that are not actually on the field, but I've just been so close to the Rodgers thing for so long pony. Like the, the narrative around the Packers and Packers fans, they would say like, he wasn't a good teammate at the end. He was not, 
You know, he was not teaching the receivers the hand signals. He was a distraction. He was a diva, all of those things. For him to fly five hours across the country from where he's rehabbing in California, surprise the team, give a speech, be on the field in crutches, then be up in the box, like clearly invested in it. From Jump Street this offseason, he's clearly been trying to be the model citizen and perfect teammate for the Jets. So while I don't think the 40-year-old's going to come back from the torn Achilles this year, it is interesting to see him fully engaged in being a good teammate. Yeah, if it's a 405 game against the Raiders and not Monday night football against the Chiefs with Taylor Swift there, I don't think Rodgers does anything. Like yeah, I don't think he I don't I don't I don't think he's there next so, week. Like I think he's flying back yeah. to California to continue. No no but but I think, you know, apparently the message he and the wanted the publicity was- that came with this game tonight. That's who he is. I'm not giving him any kind of special credit for being there. I think he I think that that is the absolutely the cynical way to look at it. But also we talk about like a desperate team needing a game. He apparently was like, I'm going to surprise the team and give that. He gave the, the pre the talk Saturday night at the team meeting. Like he showed up for his team. I like it. I, I just think that the Zach Wilson point can't be articulated strong enough. They were down 17 to nothing. There's 75,000 people there that hate his guts and want him benched because he sucks. And he went out there and probably made five to ten throws that the other guy would have been praised for making in this game. Want, like Back against the wall, there was probably at 17-0 at least a little bit of thought to go to Tim Boyle. And the dude went out there and played his butt off. And I'll say this about the Jets and Zach Wilson. If Aaron Rodgers were the quarterback, they could easily be in the same spot they're in now. When the schedule came out, they did no favors toward the Jets. They're one and three. They could have been one and three with this schedule with Rodgers. If they had found a way to win this game, could you have imagined if they had two wins over the Chiefs and Bills right now? Given how I mean, the, the Jets are actually not really in that bad of a spot, all things considered. And for the Chiefs, two things. Their offensive line. And their wide receivers. If they're going to win a Super Bowl and go back to back, Taylor's the, he almost caused them to lose the game. They had all the momentum in the world. And I don't want to hear about, well, it shouldn't have been a face mask penalty. Dude, you're one of the highest paid offensive linemen in the league. And don't he's the most penalized in that spot. Should have been benched maybe for a third consecutive week. And then their wide receivers flat out blow. And they need to do, my buddy Justin Watson, who's a fan of the show, might be their best wide receiver. Their wide receivers stink, and they need to do something about that between now and the trade deadline if they're going to go back-to-back. He's a fan of this show? He might be. He listens <laughs> to me. All right. Well, you said fan of the show. I didn't know I didn't know if he was a fan of first and pod. I we think it's kiss- possible. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out. He might be watching this right now as, as he wakes up Monday morning after a close win. Shout out to Justin Watson, Ivy League educated. Big time player, smart well, guy. I don't know if you've heard, but we, we don't we don't kiss each other's fannies on this show. Is that's that right? Been, that's been that's, that's his, been that that's his favorite thing about it. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was going to tune out, but then he f- found out about the lack of fanny kissing, and it made him 
a first team pod. That, we gotta we gotta do something about that promo. It <laughs> says we do every team, every game, every week, and then you go all thirty-two teams. It's like, yeah, that's that's what every team is. There's, that's the point. There's there's thirty-two of them. Um, I live bet the Chiefs minus four and a half, and then Mahomes slid inside the three yard line instead of scoring. That Love was that. that. Yeah, of course, of course. It's just really annoying. Um, also just on the Zach Wilson point too, the two point conversion run was badass. Like he just, he made a lot of plays. He was, he was very, very impressive, but Sala is going to escape a lot of criticism, by the way, down 10, nothing. Oh, the fourth punts and, and stuff. Fourth, yeah. Fourth yeah. and one from the 41 punt down 17 to two, fourth and three short field goal. Like they had juice and they had offense without their coach showing a lick of trust in them. In the first half, that that game easily could have been tied at halftime if he would have had some aggression in the first quarter and the early second quarter. Thought it was pretty weak by him early. All right, let's get to the games. Miami Buffalo game of the day ends up being a blowout. We called it on the preview pod. What's the biggest superlative you're willing to hang on Buffalo, who you said you would be impressed by if they won, and they won by? Four touchdowns. Well, they're back to being who I thought they were at this time last year, which is good enough to clearly make the playoffs, win the AFC East, and be a part of that conversation. Uh, I started the year thinking that they were going to be one of the teams with hype that missed the playoffs straight away. That's going to end up being probably one of the teams that was in the AFC Championship game last year who we'll get to later on in the show, but that's where I put them now. Like I have to concede that argument. They are still a legitimate team. They are not going to win like eight games this year. I had them in third place in the AFC East when the season started behind the Jets and Dolphins. That's not going to happen unless there's some kind of catastrophic Josh Allen injury that happens between now and the last few weeks. He looks awesome. And their defense. Their uh, defense, man. Yeah, Sean McDermott's mm-hmm. taken over the play calling. That's what got him hired as a head coach in the first place. Yep. Tredavious White has a terrible injury. Micah High didn't play. And they took after Miami. It looked like Miami early in the game was going to go touchdown for touchdown with them. They settled in. They got after Tua. They forced turnovers. Uh, they let that crowd be a factor in the game. And... I thought that they would really like being the underdog in this game and feeling like they were the team that was getting no respect. And then if you saw a lot of the stuff they said after the game, they absolutely played that up with like that, uh, that like mean thing with the guy grabbing his chin. Did you see that? Like, yeah, Josh Allen did it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they clearly paid attention to the fact that everybody was on the Dolphins hype train and used that to their advantage in this game. So you're probably going to say something like much bigger about the Bills and where this puts them, but I've got them solidly now as a playoff team after this win. I mean, listen, if we do power rankings, I don't know how you could not have them in your top five in the NFL. Like, Would you put them ahead of the Chiefs? Yeah, right now. Right now right now in this Ooh. moment. <laughs> Dude, their defense looks great. Well, the Chiefs did for I know. the first three and a half games defensively. I know. I know. Listen, I'd love to. I 
if it was baseball games, if it was if it was baseball and they played seven games in seven consecutive weeks, I think it would go to a seventh game. Like I, I think I think those teams are right there with each other right now. But this is the most impressive win that either of the two teams has so far this year. Holding Miami to twenty is incredibly impressive, and they flustered Tua. That interception he threw in the third quarter was terrible. Yep, he, he was he was sped up routinely in this game. They made Tyree kill basically an afterthought in the game, which I mean the guy was the odds-on favorite to be offensive player of the year coming in. The white the Tre'Davious White injury is obviously not good. Every team's going to deal with injuries. That's a, that's a bad one for them. Diggs looked like if that game was close that he could have had five touchdowns. I mean, he was the best player on the field. Yep. Uh, he was absolutely remarkable. Him and Josh Allen, so much of the talk why people were selling stock in Buffalo. Was their chemistry. Was their chemistry. And just people reading into, frankly, bullshit media narrative, like weird talk in the offseason. I'm guilty of that. I know you are. I know you are. I'm not even subtweeting you. I'm saying it right to you. And... They they looked amazing. Like he, I mean, they could have thrown the ball to him every single play, every route he wanted. He was getting wide open. He was just cooking the the Dolphins secondary. So I like we do like what's more impressive? Like what's the bigger story? The team that won or the team that lost? I think for Buffalo, you could do what was more impressive: the offense hanging forty eight or the defense holding them to twenty, because those were both A plus efforts. Like that was that was an A game from an A team that I wouldn't say is the best team in the NFL. I wouldn't pick them to win the Super Bowl right now, but they have the most impressive win of an AFC contender at this point. So given that I think all of the AFC teams have like a little bit of flaws, you just talked about some of them with the Chiefs, I would power rank them as number one in the AFC.